Welcome back to Marketing, Management, and Money. We are your hosts, Ryan Murray. And Ryan Owens. So today we're going to tackle a topic that uh, I know you have a pretty strong opinion on this one, Ryan. Yeah. That, that is the business plan. So many entrepreneurs feel like they have to have it, but you feel like so many people use it incorrectly. Yep. Touch on that for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. I feel like a business plan... When, when when you when you approach a small business owner or an entrepreneur about a business plan, I feel like the vast majority of those that I've spoken with on this subject have used it for acquiring a bank loan or as a piece of homework from a business consultant that they've been working with or or whatever. It hasn't been used to add some robustness to their business. It hasn't been used to. So, so you, you got to get clear for me here because, you know, I look at this and I say, okay, if someone's getting a bank loan and having to do a business plan, how is that not adding robustness to their business? So they, they don't do it with the intent of, they're not, they're not going into it with, okay, I got to figure out what's really going on in my business and how am I going to address these issues and where am I going to move this to make this work the way I want it to. And, you know, they're not, they're not strategizing. They're not looking at it from a high level, putting these pieces together, how they currently are and how they're going to be based on facts that they've acquired for the sole purpose of making their business better. They're looking at this business plan and saying, okay, how do I make this look as good as possible so that the bank will give me the money that I want? And that's what I was hoping you were going to touch on is it's not the idea of planning that you've got any beef with. It's this idea that there's an absence of planning. It's kind of just, you know, trying to look good to impress yeah. the banker, to impress it's, the business consultant, to it's the facade, you know, to impress your uh, professor at, at college who's making you do this exercise. Right. So why do so many business, I mean, everyone says they have to have it. And I'll, I'll tell mm -hmm. you what, I have helped write, I don't know, probably a couple hundred business plans. Yeah. And it got to the point that it was like paint by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. So someone would come into my office and I'd be like, you know, they'd say, hey, I need a business plan. I understand that you're the guy to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, what can I help you with? Okay, so, you know, I'm I'm trying to get all this funding. And, you know, I just, I'd, I'd tell them, okay, you know, give me this, give me this, give me this. And we'd sit there and put it together and, you know, and I'd, I'd make it look pretty and shell it out. And, uh, Copy, paste. Yeah. Print. Now, now, admittedly, I did have one time where... Uh, the uh, the bank reviewed the financials of the business plan and told my client, said, we weren't going to give you the loan, but your financials were so accurate that we wow. were impressed to give you the loan regardless of some other concerns that we had with you not having enough experience in the industry and things of those nature. And, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that we skirted around doing our homework. We, we, we took a lot right. of time doing the homework. But there were so many times where I would hand the business plan off to someone. They'd take it. You know, they'd hand it off to the banker. And no one ever really looked at it. Right. Exactly. It's like a checkbox. Yeah. If it's, if you're, that's, and that's probably my issue with it. It's like if you're using it as a checkbox, if you're using it as a facade, then 
why even have one? Yeah. You know what I mean? But we have such a culture where it's almost required. It's like a yeah. rite of passage. Yeah. It's like you have a business. Well, you got to have a meeting. <laughs> but why? Because you need a meeting, right? That, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we've got these entrepreneurs. They're spending a lot of time. They're putting together these business plans. They're using it as a checkbox. What what could they be doing better? Yeah, so that's what I was just going to ask. There, there's got to be, if there's a wrong way to do it, there's a right way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's called a business plan for a reason, <laughs> right? It's for yeah. planning purposes. And I think that it's good for us and good for businesses to take a good, long, hard look at, you know, an unobscured, a very raw look at our business, at the endeavor that we're pursuing and say what's working, what isn't. And that may become very personal and that might hurt. Like Mm -hmm. if you think you're a fantastic salesman and when you actually sit down to look at this from a high level and say, well, actually I'm not achieving the sales that I want to in these areas. I thought I was really great at retail sales, but it turns out mm, I'm not so great at it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there may be some scathing things that we're going to have to look at as entrepreneurs and small business owners, but that's just it is that that's the the right way to do it. Um, You you know, can I throw in just a, a little fun fact here? Sure. So most banks, require a business plan to get a loan if you've been in business two years or less. Okay. If you've been in business beyond two years, most banks no longer require that business plan. Right. Which to me is kind of a little bit telling Mm -hmm. because if the business plan was used correctly, then banks would be all over saying everyone should have one. Yeah, exactly. But what they're doing essentially is they're saying in absence of solid financial records we want you to put together a a strategic plan of your business so it's it's kind of taking the place of these financial records but once the financial records are there in the business once there's a little bit of history to draw from yeah at that point they're saying "Ah, who cares about the business plan right and i'm being slightly facetious here that's yeah, in yeah. essence kind of kind of what's happening. No, and I have to laugh because so I was just thinking, you know, when you're fresh into things, so prior to that two year mark, you're fudging your business plan to get the money. <laughs> After that two year mark, you're fudging your financials to get the money, <laughs> right? Yeah, you just put some lipstick on it, make yeah, exactly, it look good. <laughs> exactly, but you you can't tell me that you don't see that time and time again. Oh, you oh see yeah, that yeah, all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, I. Uh, I had one. Now, it, admittedly, that this was one of the guys that went through the MBA program with me, okay. but it just killed me. So as, as part of the MBA program, we had to create a business plan. And it was intended to be uh, legit. Like the idea was create your business plan. And if it's a solid plan, go ahead and launch, you know. Okay. So um, this guy, he puts it, and I don't remember the exact numbers that he had, but it was something like, Year one sales were going to be $800,000. Year two sales were going to be $860,000. Year three sales were going to be $890,000. Cool. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, 
Did, did you take the time to graph that? Because it looks kind of funny. It's like mm-hmm. you shoot up right off the bat and then you just plateau. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, these numbers are bogus. Yeah. I know that these numbers are bogus. I don't even have to know what industry you're in or anything about your business. It's just not a logical pattern of business. It right. doesn't make sense. Right. Man. First year, 800000 I think a lot of business <laughs> owners would love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great first year. They, they would love the... the if that were actual first year, the second year would be amazing, <laughs> and it wouldn't be a 160. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> a little trick that I'd like our listeners to know: if you do find yourself writing a business plan, one of the best things that you can do, and I saw this all the time, is I wanted to see the linkage in the business plan. I wanted to see mm-hmm. how the dots connected, because. So I would start with linking the marketing to the sales. Right. If I'm going to forecast $800,000 year one, then I would say, okay, what's the marketing strategy? Yeah, what efforts are going to go into that? Yeah. And and time and time again. So this this is what happens. People don't know how to do a business plan, so they Google business planning. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden... 10,000 templates pop up. Right. They're all basically the same. You know, some have a little bit of, you know, different variation on the ordering of things, but it's all basically the same. And they all have kind of this marketing section and they'll tell you, they're like, oh, okay, make sure and, you know, fill in all the market mediums that you're going to use. And I saw time and time again where people are like, uh, I'm going to use uh, social media and radio and newspapers. Word and of mouth. Word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Word of mouth <laughs> translation. I have no idea. Yeah, right. so I'm just going to talk to a bunch of random people, and <laughs> you know, and, and and so the first thing that I would do to test if they knew what they were talking about is I just ask. I would ask them, how much does all that cost? Yeah, because marketing right. is ridiculously expensive. Oh yeah, and they start looking at it and they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay, so you got a marketing budget here of three thousand dollars. And you've listed about $50,000 worth of things that you're going to do. And you're expecting sales of $800,000. Really? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And and so just that basic linkage between what are the marketing tools that you're going to use and what do you expect that in terms of sales, right there, you can tell if 80% of the business plans if they put any thought into them, if that little piece connects right there, and, and that's always where I would go. And right. if it didn't connect, I'm like, well, I know that the rest is just fluff, but hey, I can review it anyway. Right, exactly. No, that's, those are great examples. Um, there are some other options out there that we, we've seen lately in terms of um, trends for business planning. The business canvas, right? Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and kind of I know you've had a, you've had so, more experience so with this than I, I have so I, I went to an extensive training for yeah, exactly. business model canvassing um I it's not for me right I, I know a lot of people really like so l- let me let me back up a second so the idea of the business model canvas is to look at the kind of interconnection of everything in your business so it canvases it out you know picture like a you know an artist canvas Mm -hmm. it canvases it out so that visually you're seeing where things are connecting 
and then you're kind of linking it all together. And and that's the idea behind the business model canvas, which let's get a little bit more specific here. So if if you have your business and you have this canvas in one area, you would write like sales, right? And then how that connects to marketing and how that connects to accounting and that, how that connects to, right. Every major aspect of your business is going to be listed. And then Mm. within that, it's going to show the connection in, in a visual layout, right? Of, you know, and a lot of times what you'll see people do is they'll take the sticky notes and they'll like brainstorm on the sticky notes and then they peel it off the sticky note and they'll stick Stick it it in the box where it makes sense. And, you know, as a tool, it's not a bad tool. I don't personally care for it, but it's not a bad tool. And the reason I don't care for it is because it gets a little bit high level. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I, I find that it's it's hard for your average entrepreneur to really wrap their mind around everything that's flowing through that. And so, you know, people that are a little bit more trained in that type of brainstorming, they they really latch on to it. But, right. but otherwise, you know, your average entrepreneur that really hasn't done a formal brainstorming session you know, they, they get a little bit lost. Now you've done a technique that you introduced me to right. that, uh, I actually, I've gravitated to, and that's yeah. mind mapping. Yeah. I love mind mapping. So explain that one. So mind mapping is a really visual way to put information <laughs> from your mind, from your noodle, from your head, <laughs> whatever onto paper and to be able to map it out, um, see its interconnections, uh, see what problems may arise from it, list out anything that you want associated to different topics. So let me get a little more specific here. Perfect. If you have, um, so I, I love whiteboards. I wish I could just have an entire room full of whiteboards, right? Right. So if you have a whiteboard and you take, and, and there are tons of different types of mind maps, right? But we'll go with a basic one. You draw a circle in the middle. So, and, so just to clarify, you're stating that the whiteboard is just the most fundamental level of a mind map. Yeah. We're just, right. we're just kind of drawing things down right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the middle, you draw whatever um, area you want to focus on. So it's not just only like with a business canvas, it shows the interconnectedness. A mind map not only shows that interconnectedness, but you can start with any problem or any area of your business, it's really versatile in that way. It doesn't have to be um, just this high level overview of your business. It can be a mind map of a mind map of, of a business canvas. You know, I mean, it can get really, it's, it's, it's really malleable, really universal. Okay. So you're at kind of some high level yeah. examples. Give me, okay, so give me, me just a real yeah, junior. Me, me, I've never done this before. Right, I'm not even right. sure that I understand what you're talking about. Just, just walk this through like three steps. Sure. Okay. So step one, you start with your problem or your area of focus and you draw a circle, draw the, write that down in the middle. So say we're going to work on uh, we'll, we'll, we'll use our example because we did this for our website. Okay. Because we were looking at our website and, right. you know, we were trying to figure out what's going to be the user flow. Where do we want to put the emphasis on it? And so, you know, you were the one that showed me, you're like, look, we could mind map this because I was trying to kind of outline it using, you know, an, an old school outline. 
And when I was outlining it, the problem is, is a website is more dynamic than, than an outline. It's not the A to B to C to D. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where, you know, traditional business planning kind of falls apart is it follows an outline. But mind mapping allows you to connect. And it's, you know, so on the website, we've got different links pointing back to different things. So, yeah. so how, did, how did you put that together? So um, how I started with, uh, with, with our mind map for our website is every website has a, a quote-unquote homepage, right? So I started there, and I wrote in the circle homepage. And then I drew a line, and it went down to menu items. And that was another circle, right? And then from menu items, it branched out into the different areas um, that we list on our, on our menu. So our podcast, our 30 day ta- challenges, our live trainings, um, our, the book, the store, like the resources, all these things are listed out, uh, under that menu items mm. bubble. Um, then it goes out to another bubble and it talks about what the content of the page is, um, uh, which then goes to, and, and we're talking like the meat and potatoes, the middle section, yeah, yeah. UE center. And then there's another um, bump out that goes to, or a line that goes out to, um, what our footer looks like and things like that. And, and all the while, if something connects back to another piece, yeah, exactly. You're just drawing that little arrow to it. Exactly. So then, so that, so, so if you're visualizing this uh, in the center of the whiteboard, all this would exist there. Right. But then say up to the top left, we have, um, how our social media interplays with that right has not it's like not part of our our homepage but it definitely interacts with our homepage and so we have uh, another bubble up there that says social media and it branches out into linkedin twitter facebook insta you whatever and then the main body of social media will link back to the footer of our website because that's where all or our, our, i'm sorry our homepage because that's where all of mm-hmm. those icons will be yeah um and those are a re-entry into our site. But then um, they will also link over to um, our our podcast, right? So, and that's another bubble off to the top right. So we have a circle that's podcast. And then podcast, that bubble links into the menu items. And so you can see this starts to kind of all come together in this not only how these things are interconnected, but then you can break them out further into different ideas or concepts or challenges or whatever and continue to break those down further and further. Yeah, cool. So, and and I think that using a website is a good example because people understand how websites link together, how the, right. how the excuse me, how web pages link together. Mm-hmm. So let's bring this back into the business planning because okay. our our fundamental concern, our core issue with the business plan is businesses are not using it to plan. Right. They're using it as a checkbox to just get it done. They're, they're writing down whatever, you know, content they can do to, to fill enough pages to make it look pretty. But at the end of the day, they're not using this as a way to steer their business, to drive the growth of their business forward. So, how could they use a mind map to drive their business forward to actually plan out what's going on? Yeah. So like I was saying before, you, once you, once you delve down into this, so for example, with us in, in the homepage, we asked the question, 
you know, what is it that we want to have exist here? What is going to be most meaningful for our customers? Um, and obviously that's going to be something that will be tweaked and, and whatnot, but we asked the question, we brought up the challenge and we, and that we can address it. Right. So that brings these, um, more tactic type concepts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the surface. And then from there you can break it down into actionable steps that you need to take in order to fill those. And so that's where, uh, a mind map will vary from how, how I feel a mind map will vary from, uh, the business canvas as well as the business plan is because you get, not only do you get the high level overview of what you're looking at, whatever you're facing, but it also breaks it down and gives you clear down into the granular level of what do I actually need to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what steps do I need to take A, B, and C to solve this problem that I've identified through my map? Yeah, uh, this is a very visual concept that we're trying to explain on a podcast. It's it's <laughs> yeah. challenging to do. Right. And so I think it would be helpful to give some examples uh, for our listeners. So if you really are into uh, mind mapping and if that's something you want to check out, uh, a pretty decent resource online is mindmapsunleashed.com. And you can check that one out. It's got some good examples, uh, show you some variations of some mind maps. They Some of them are fairly extravagant and colorful, and, and, and that's great. You don't have to go that elaborate. It's more an idea of your business is very fluid, and you've got to keep the fluidity in it. You've got to keep it to where as things change, as you pivot, as you adjust – which is one of the issues that I have with the business plan, the traditional business plan, is it's almost as quickly as you produced it, that thing becomes outdated. Yeah. And and I see that a lot is, you know, people will spend months just getting this great business plan and all of a sudden, you know, they printed it off, they disseminated it out to whoever needs it, and then, you know, something shifted in the business. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. of a sudden, that documentation is obsolete. Yeah. You know, versus doing a mind map where it says, "Okay, that segment needs to pivot," and so you would take that branch, as it were, and you would adjust that branch and show how that you know connects. Or maybe you you go down a strategy and find that that strategy isn't working, and all of a sudden you want to adjust or change or move. And and so it's a lot more fluid, and it really helps you to adjust as you need to. Yeah, which is exactly why I love using mind maps. Uh, so there are a lot of different approaches to planning for a business. This is what we love. This is what we found that works. Reach out to us. Let us know if you have any questions or need further explanation or anything. We're happy to help. We'd love to help. Also, let us know what has worked for you, what does work for you, what you've used in the past, maybe what doesn't. We'd love to hear your feedback. Reach out to us on Twitter at mmmsmallbiz.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.